Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're having our usual walk through the Welsh Hills today. I'm particularly trying to get out of the wind so it doesn't disturb the recording too much, but I think this route's going to be okay. So I've been looking forward to today, I must say, because today was the, uh, the Dominic Cummings show, <laughs> where he was finally coming out and really dishing up the dirt on the Tories and hopefully Johnson and we've been <coughs> watching that all morning and um, talking about it for most of the the way up the hill here so let's um let's just start off just talking about how Dominic Cummins has managed to set the stage for this event and I've seen that he's put out at least 60 tweets over the last few days and over the weekend setting the scene and generating popular interest for what he's going to be saying today what he has said today and I thought that was uh, that was quite clever and uh, not only just just generating the interest but clearly putting tidbits out there that he's going to be directing the questioning and it's he's also he has almost put the the questions in the mouths of the questioners through doing this Twitter storm because he's been um, well ask me about this hint hint I've got very juicy information here so he's like he's 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 almost set his own stage which I thought was was quite interesting to to really look at that and as I've been listening to you, I must admit, I missed, I missed the first half because I was doing something else. <laughs> Pete, Pete was watching it, though. Um, and I noticed that he was using, uh, referencing popular films yeah. for various things which had happened, yeah. which, again, is just making it very um, accessible to a larger audience who may not normally be interested in, in, in politics and to sort of bring in that kind of drama and popular interest. So, because he is the, you know, the spin doctor, isn't he? The, yeah. uh, you know, Mr. PR. And um, I can, you know, you can really see why he's doing that and how he's using these references to... Um, yeah. Create certain perceptions about what was happening. Yeah, and I, I, I you know, <laughs> don't like to give him really very much credit, but I thought that yeah. was quite a good, a good touch to do what he wants to do, which is, you know, ultimately to serve his own ends. I don't believe he's doing this for the public good at all. Mm. I think he's mainly doing it because um, he just really hates Johnson. <laughs> um, but. Uh, it's, it's, there's there's other techniques that he's been using, hasn't he, by um, trying to uh, pretend to be a little bit more modest than he actually is. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit funny when you're kind of rooting for <laughs> somebody who you believe yes. to be your mortal enemy, you know. And. <laughs> um, well, yeah. okay. They, when they when they fight each other, this this has got to be good, you know. Yeah, it's better than all all ganging up yeah. against us. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we can kind of fight amongst ourselves as left, well, left, is, is lefties yeah, or whatever yeah. it is that they we are. They are kind of pretty famous yeah. for doing that recently anyway. Well, they're always... They're politicians. Polit- politics is brutal yeah. and horrible. But and it is quite quite yeah. kind of beautifully poetic that Cummings yeah. is turning his like ultimate viciousness back on the Tories and Johnson. yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm kind of enjoying it to be honest. Yeah, a bit of, certain certain amount of Schadenfreude, definitely. I mean, what I took, I watched the. I'm presuming it's the first half because it went off. Yeah, they said they were going to have a um, I'm, I'm, a 15 minute break. Oh, That's right. when we decided well, to come back like for a walk. Watching it for hours, and yeah. I, I kind of resented it because I wanted to, I wanted to play my guitar, you know. <laughs> but I thought, well, it's live, and and I, I'm taking copious notes, and. So this could perhaps be this might be an initial yeah, podcast this, this on that. Yeah, this is the uh, the initial reaction podcast rather yeah, than a, yeah. a detailed sort of picking apart of everything that was said. Yeah. So initial reaction, how are you feeling yeah, about it well, so far? I, th- I think that that actually uh, a lot of what he said was already in the public domain if you were willing to root about for it, and you don't have to root about that hard. I think what is new that he gives us an anecdotal account of what was actually going on in, 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 in number 10 you know in the offices and what was interesting about that is that they were thrown into utter chaos by this and we always say they're incompetent but it, it now is uh, almost incontrovertible I mean that is if you say if you think that that Cummings was telling the truth and I do think that actually, uh, that when it comes to the factual material that he gave, that it's probably true, because it, he's been, he, as they say in the trade, he's been keeping the receipts. He's got chapter and verse. He's got emails. He's got snap. He's got WhatsApp conversations. You know, he's got he's got a picture that he took of the whiteboard where they were mapping out the different alternatives, which he produced to the committee. You know, so and, and it's pretty damning. It just seemed that they, 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 they were all set to go for some variant of, of, of herd immunity, which was not really going too severe on lockdown, not going for zero COVID. But there was a big argument about which, which way to approach it, and there was like a couple of scenarios that they projected, one with a huge peak of deaths in June. Well, one with a smaller peak of deaths in June, but another peak in January, which is what should we go for? And he said, no, nobody thought there was a, thir- a third way, which is, the, which is what, of course, we did end up with. It was a kind of severe lockdown. And uh, he says he realised that we'd got, they'd got to do the severe lockdown. And, uh, and he apologised f- for being too late in that realisation. But as soon as he realised it, he's claiming that he... He, he, he sort of then browbeat the Prime Minister and the Cabinet to go for the lockdown. But they realised, but they realised too, too late. He says, he, 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 even, even in the committee, he said, there's so-and-so comes rushing into the Cabinet room or the, and said, we're fucked. <laughs> you know, and he says, said that, he's saying this to a parliamentary committee, we're yeah, fucked. Yeah. You know, and they were, it was utter chaos, utter chaos amongst the civil servants amongst the scientists, amongst the, the politicians. But there was a definite pull to 
side with the economy or with business, you know, which is what you'd expect Tories to do. And Cummings opines on that, that they're actually, if, if, you know, doing nothing, herd immunity would have damaged the economy more than any lockdown and that the NHS would have collapsed. Not like, you know, not just been under, under, under tension in struggle, but would have collapsed. Nobody would get treated if they had an accident. All cancer treatments would stop and so on and so forth. So it's, 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 uh, it is kind of fascinating. Uh, the best question came from Rebecca Lung-Bailey, who was very, very impressive, I would say. And she questioned him. He, he, he sort of he, he made the point that um, that certain people were disincentivised from making the hard decision of, of, of lockdown. And she asked, she asked him about that. And she said, "Well, who and how? You know." And he kind of didn't really answer it. But he he, he sort of he managed to slip slip away from any any suggestion that might be corruption inherent in that. He didn't touch anything about PPE. Um, contracts to their mates scenario. He, di he didn't go there, even though he said the PPE and the the, the, the outsourcing was a complete muddle. He says that complete muddle. You know, and the, and and and, uh, and that that fucked up the availability of ventilators, the availability of PPE, and all that kind of stuff. But he doesn't. He, 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 at least the, the the first half he avoids anything to do with their mates getting the contracts. And so, so uh, he didn't really answer Rebecca Lung-Bailey on that, he didn't name any names, but he did, he did say the, the disincentivisation, he said, I'm not talking about corruption, I'm talking about the fact that the system is such, the civil service is such, that the civil servants and the, and, the, and the apparatchiks keep their heads down. And that's probably true. That's probably true. I mean, it's funny, you kind of, you kind of agree with Dominic Cummings in as much as he says, well, the system's, the system's shit, right? The civil service needs absolutely reforming. Cabinet government's absolutely reforming. You want know, to say, yeah, I think we need a new fucking constitution. <laughs> I think, yeah. you know, tear the whole thing down and just build some that works. But, but not just something that works for the one percent. That's right. Yeah, that, that, and that is what they want to do. That, well, that is different. You know, Cummings is missing a factor in all this, and it, and it is that, that you know the politics isn't going to go away. I mean, if he was into crypto, he'd be a Bitcoin fundamentalist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like in code we trust with for him. It's like in, in technocrats we trust. He thinks that if we can get really really smart scientific people. And we let them organise everything because politicians are too stupid. And he's right; the politicians are stupid. Being as it may, we have to find a way for for people, the people, to get representation, and to have their input in the way the way societies run, as opposed to just handing it over to sort of superior technocrats. You know, so you know, superior being defined, God knows how. Who would then become sort of like a high priesthood, you know, and a dictatorial high priesthood, because he doesn't see, he, d he doesn't, he doesn't see the people as as anything other than sort of factory fodder, cannon fodder, 
or he's just like 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 a herd, you know. And that that's what's wrong with his view. Even though there's there are elements of his criticism which are kind of they're fair enough, but they're incomplete. Is what I would say about him. Now the other remarkable thing is that he, off the top of my head, <laughs> without having my notes with me, he he, um, he said uh, Matt Hancock's a, a lawyer. He actually said he said the Secretary of State for Health is a lawyer. He said it. There he said it. And the chair, who I thought was quite good and was asking some quite probing questions, probably a Tory, but nevertheless somebody with a bit, obviously a lawyer, I would say, or a barrister or something, given the style of questioning. And he said, he said to Cummins after he'd made this uh, allegation, he said, "Do you want to stick to that? Or do you want to, that to go on the record, as it were? You know, do you want to? You, you realise that's a very serious allegation. It's called the Secretary of State for Health, a lawyer." And Cummins said, yes. And then he said, in fact, I'll give you some examples. And he gave a couple of examples. Everyone in the country could give you some examples <laughs> of the lies, really. It's not hard, is it? I know. I know. And, um, and then the, the, the chair said, can you send me a letter with some details and some chapter and verse and emails and stuff like that. And he said, yes, I'll do that. So there it is. That should be fun. On the record, a very serious allegation against the Secretary of State. I think it seems a bit, a bit easier on Johnson, even though he, he says that, you know, Johnson was more inclined to the, the um, we've got to look after business or the economy before casualties. Scenario and that's it. Quite, it's quite hard to dissuade him. I suppose one other thing that that, that was remarkable, uh, which I've already mentioned, is he's describing the chaos that they were, they, were, they were up against, you know. And when they realised it needed to happen really quick, it, 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 you know, with, the, with these exponential curves, you leave some of the day, it's an extra fucking 10,000 people dead, you know, when it starts going exponential. And he admits they got it wrong, and he admits that he was party to that. And he but he described the, the day when they'd got to kind of try and get this thing moving. And so on that day, they, they'd got uh, the, the, the security people invading Number 10, because Trump was pr pressuring the British government to, to join him in bombing Syria. So they were trying to deal with that high-level thing and have a Cobra meeting at the same time, you know, and make some decisions about the, and then and then Cummings just said, this is, this, is, "This is what he's like." He says, and then the prime minister's girlfriend <laughs> was in a real, real tizzy and wanted us to do something about the fact that the press had written a story about their dog that she didn't like, <laughs> and she got, they'd sort of got got her up there. Because their that's ar so important. They'd got the, her up there as well, but she's capable of making a big, a big, a big, a big flurry, you know, because. Yeah. So he said it was, a, it was a complete nightmare, he reckons. So, but to me that says, well, here's the guys admitting, it's fucking chaos. They don't know yeah. what they're doing. They do not know what they're doing. He, but he, he just puts it down to the systems. It's a systems failure. And that's correct, but he doesn't give an account of why there's a systems failure and there's a systems failure, because we have a 40-year culture backed by billionaire money all around the world to push... To push 
the government back in the sense to, to, to destroy the systems of government which should already be in place for this kind of contingency. They've spent billions and billions of dollars, especially big oil, you know, remember what, what, uh, pu pu pushing back against the government having any reasonable systems for anything. And Cummings don't mention that, because that would be a contradiction in his thinking, actually, I would think. There's one other thing. He couldn't resist having it saying it's Jeremy Corbyn's fault, <laughs> basically. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's quite strange. He wants to have a go at the political parties and the system. And he, he said... Uh, it's, a, it's an indictment of the system that it, it lets somebody might, like me get near to the levers of power. Because what do I know? I'm not very clever. You know, he's pulling this trick. And then he said, and it's an indictment of the system that, and, and our political parties, that we were faced with the choice between Jeremy Corbyn and, and Boris Johnson. And that, you know, and he said, the party's got to get their shit together. Well, at least he was dissing uh, yeah, Johnson as yeah, well. Yeah, and, he says, and then he says, there's some, there's, there's some very clever people out there. Why aren't they, 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 they you know? Well, because politicians need to be pretty bright, but they need something else as well, you know. And then the, the chair asked him, well, why, why, did you, why did you take the job? And he said, because we were faced with disaster. It looked as, you know, I had to help to get Brexit done. Uh, otherwise we were going to have Jeremy Corbyn in government and a second referendum and that would have been a disaster we can't, we couldn't have Jeremy Corbyn so I took the job because of Jeremy Corbyn so I go, what the fuck oh. you know, and this is like, like, like pathetic pathetic stuff Yeah. you know, so so whether it'll stick to them they, they are fucking Teflon as fuck you know, absolutely Teflon I mean, Peter Stefanovic's video the last time I looked, which was a week ago, it got 19 million hits, 19 million views. That's got to be getting getting onto sort of half the of the electorate. We'll have seen this uh, unimpeachable catalogue of lies told by Johnson, and it's only a small fragment of the lies that the man tells. And yet there he is, he's just coasting along. What the fuck, dude? You know, talk about post truth, eh? Yeah. Anyway, that's what I took from it um, you, you know and Cummings has this sort of vision of of this kind of technocratic way of running the country and I, I think it's um, it's deeply flawed politics won't go away the human won't go away and the people should have their say properly so how damaging do you think this is going to be to the Tories I honestly have. Do you think haven't. they're just going to be able to shrug this off, or do you think he yeah. has actually landed a really serious blow today? Hancock might go. Hancock might might resign after this, but I honestly don't know because you see, any, in any of the lies which Hancock has been told, but that pretty much uh, Johnson's going to be complicit. Yeah. In, in you know, so yeah. it's like uh, John's. Uh, Johnson is definitely going to be tied with the same brush. Yeah. Especially if he does what he normally does and doubles down on any uh, high-up Tory who's getting some flack from some quarter, like he did with Pretty Patel. Yeah. Um, and how he defended defended Cummings. Yeah. If he doubles down on Hancock, no, he's a, he's a he's yeah. a 
Um, the people, they do seem... If, he's a wonderful man. He was only doing his best for the country, blah, yeah. blah, blah, all that stuff that he comes out with. Our political um, he's culture. going to absolutely tar himself with the same brush. Our political culture at the current juncture, which is the result of this 40-year propaganda exercise. Very, very far-reaching, global, which I've been looking into and minute detail, chapter and verse, has resulted in a political culture where there's no regard for the truth. And if that he's a bit of a lad, so what? You know, and uh, if in a reasonable climate with a rational political culture, they'd they'd be out. They'd be out, but uh, it's difficult to see that that would be the case. And there's a, a lot of some pretty knowledgeable people saying they'll get away with it. Yeah. I think but, even if they do get away with it, this this time. Well, with everything that's just been said about how basically it was like chaos and they just didn't have a plan and they were running with the herd immunity to yeah. start off with. If they get away with it this time, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a third wave and it's starting now, even though the vaccinations are going quite well. Um, so when we have the next wave of deaths, all of this is going to be ringing in everybody's ears still. So maybe, maybe that would be the death knell for them, <laughs> because they're not really doing much to stop the uh, the third wave, are they? No. And you know, particularly this Indian no. variant, you know, they've, they've done absolutely nothing. They've just basically just opened opened the doors and said, "Come on in," and just yeah. invited invited it in. Oh, yeah. I mean, and everything they said about we've got the tightest border controls in the world is like total oh, lies. They don't. Lies, yeah. well, They're not just, even trying. Just more lies, yeah. More lies. They're, they're, they're just... They're, they're lawyers, basically. <laughs> and the tragedy is that they're, they're, they're so far they've kind of got away with it. And, I mean, the Tories were 18 points ahead in the polls, you know. Yesterday or whatever it was last time I looked, 18 points. Because the Labour right, when Corbyn was was behind in the in the polls, you know, they they, they said that any decent leader would be 20 points ahead now with this absolutely awful Tory government, and that vote of no confidence, you know, <laughs> in the black. And he actually did he did. He did better than like, that. Well, you know, he, doing, he actually, doing worse than Jeremy actually, Corbyn, isn't he? Yeah, well, absolutely, yeah, but by a long, by a long way. So, there's that as well. Just <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So there's a, just a, just a brief, yeah. a brief uh, instant reaction. I'm sure there'll yeah. be uh, some more to say about that at, at some stage. So, <laughs> um, just to save you having to watch the whole uh, four hours or whatever it is, yeah. it's a bit time-consuming. Um, mm. All right then, so we're nearly yep. at the end of the walk, so I think yep. we'll just wind that up. Do you want to say yeah, a just, final word? Well, the, the, the lesson, the philosophical lesson, which I always try and draw from these, as opposed to just simply recounting specifics, is, you know, fuck past truth, and we really have to fucking get past it. Yeah. And if, if they're kind of digging into each other with carving knives, great. <laughs> You know, but uh, we know now, which we knew anyway, but it's even more unequivocal that they're completely fucking incompetent. 
I think there's a cultural reason for that, based on 40 years of neoliberalism, uh, which has been promoted with billion air money. So, and, all right, the, and they are really stupid. And they are, and they are really stupid. <laughs> Over and out. <laughs> all right then. I hope everyone found that interesting, and we'll speak to you soon. Ciao, everyone.